Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Heidi ho there, Hot Breathiverse. Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. This is your host, comedian Joel Byers, and this episode today is a very insightful interview with the winner of our January Write 10 contest. Every month, we do a writing contest where contestants get a secret emotional theme and they have seven days to write a brand new 90-second set. So if you're familiar with our Write 10 club that we do every day in our Facebook group where we get a new word and write a new joke, Every month, we get a new emotion and write a new set. We do it in our Patreon, so if this is something you're interested in and think it would help you develop new material, go into the show description, join our Patreon, and every month, you get entered into winning a possible $100 and an interview on Hot Breath Podcast. But today's guest is not only very consistent in the Right 10 Club and also in the contest, but... He is also the newest member of our feedback mics that we host every single week as well. So he is in the business of working hard in this comedy game, and his results are shown in this set. So there is, I will say, a bit of an echo, and I'm not sure exactly why, but his audio does have a bit of an echo. It may be something on our end, but we're all learning as we go here in 2021. I'm just so grateful that you're willing to hang out and listen and learn with us, so... Without further ado, I welcome you to our interview with the January Write 10 Contest champ, Mr. Matt Menard. Matt Menard, and this is my submission for the January Hot Breath Comedy Contest, where the theme is optimism. Despite everything that's happened in 2021, I'm still optimistic. Like, I think it's a good thing that not everybody's gonna take the COVID vaccine, so that maybe in 2022, I can buy Alabama. I just need 2021 to be a good year. Because let's face it, it's only gonna be compared to a dumpster fire. Again, still talking about Alabama. And if 2021's gonna be a dumpster fire, let's all agree to just burn white trash. And you guessed it, talking to you, Florida. I still think there's some things to be excited about in 2021. Like, I'm excited to be able to legally smoke marijuana in New Jersey, because it's gotta improve how that place smells. I'm looking forward to the day whenever the Chinese virus, just another name for TikTok. I wanna get thrown out of a bar at 9 p.m. Not because the government says they have to, but because I got naked again, and that's on me. <laughs> I'm looking forward to spending all of my stimulus money on Amazon, the six foot three stripper at my local titty bar. You should see the horizontal smile on her box. I think this will be the first year that we meet aliens and Joe Biden's gonna have a close encounter. Those are two separate sentences. So let's close the book on 2020 and treat it the way Hitler would, set it on fire, a dumpster fire. Good night, Alabama. Yeah! Give it up for Matt! Woo-hoo! 
Nicely done, Matt. Matt Menard. Thanks, everybody. Hello. Let's give. All right. I'm going to do the Adam Mueller sound effect for you. you All right. You had a great set. He did have a great yeah. set. Yeah, you had a great set as well. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Wee! This was a tight one, dude. This was maybe our yeah. tightest one. Yeah. And I mean, rightfully so. All the sets were great. I mean, Adam had a great set. I laughed through the entire thing. Uh, yeah. Johnny's was was great. So I mean, you know, it's uh, it was an honor to be nominated. But uh, you know, I uh, I do appreciate the voting and all of my uh, fans. Thank you so much. Yes, all your fans here in the Hot Breathiverse. That's right. What is uh? So what uh? Take us through your set. I mean, when when you had the theme optimistic. Like, where do you start? And then how'd you kind of start piecing it all together? Well, uh, the first thing that I, w I wanted to do was this time I actually wanted to start early. So I <laughs> write my set like the week of, like mm -hmm. I did last time. So um, really what I wanted to do was find the first uh, clincher, like first joke that was quick that I could get off the, the bat and then build off of that. Mm. And um, I, I, I was watching some news stories about COVID, the pandemic, and everything. Now, some people were refusing to take the um, COVID, the COVID vaccine, and so uh, I just started writing jokes about refusing to take the, the COVID vaccine and you know where it's happening. And then, you know, it gave me an opportunity to, to make fun of Alabama, which, which uh, you know, is, is always fun for for me. <laughs> but, uh, no, really, it was just about, you know, what are some things to look forward to? What are some things to be op optimistic about? One of them was the COVID vaccine. So I have a whole list of, you know, things that I wanted to do in 2021 once this whole thing is done and over with. And um, so that's kind of where what my set is based on. It's based on um, making fun of a couple of states that I love. And uh -huh. then, uh, really looking, being optimistic about the things that, that I really miss about the before times. So it all started with looking for a quick joke to open with. And then you yeah. kind of figure it, like, when did you figure out, like, the, the callbacks were going to be part of your theme? I didn't. Uh, so I wrote, um, so I've got this uh, number of jokes that I write every single day. So my goal is to write 27 jokes per, per day. Ooh-wee! And it, it ain't easy. And it doesn't, I don't get 27 every single time, but that's what the goal is. And so I dedicated two weeks and 27 jokes a day to optimism. And then just whittled it down and just harassed my friends and my parents. And hey, is this funny? Is this funny? Is that funny? What do you think about this? What if I put this here and then I put that there and then I put this all the way over here? And they're like... Can you leave me alone? You know, at some point. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, so, but whenever I said the thing about Alabama, that got him laughing. So I'm like, okay, I got a, I got a thread here. I got a gotcha. thread here. Yeah. And oh. then I just kind of broke off of that. So I hope everyone's hearing that he wrote a lot of jokes to get 90 seconds worth of material. He didn't just say, oh, here's 90 seconds. All right. It's like, it sounds like you wrote like 10 minutes or um, more, maybe. Yeah, probably. I mean, most of it was crap. Um, it always I, is, my friend. Yeah, some of it uh, <laughs> was, uh, in fact, if, if, if some of you were in some of the feedback mics with me, you can attest to a lot of it being crap. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, uh, remember those uh, times that you didn't vote? Yeah, that those, those were the jokes that I didn't put in the set. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, um, but uh, eventually you just find um, a thread and you just keep going, you keep building on it, and that's how I got to where I am. What's your favorite one? Uh, Amazon. Amazon. Uh, yeah, Amazon joke. Yeah, because I used to work for Amazon. And uh, what? Yeah, so that one was kind of near and dear to my heart. <laughs> you did you like work in the warehouse type deal where they make you run yeah. around all the time? Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I managed three warehouses in Jersey and Staten Island. Wait, you managed Amazon I was, warehouses? I was, I was the uh, safety manager. So yeah. yeah and I now got, you're I writing got, jokes on the internet. <laughs> Right. Oh, how That's the right. mighty have fallen. You, uh, you, no, no, like you don't understand the amount of material that will, that is coming and has come out of working at an Amazon warehouse. It's wild, man. And the amount of wasted material they do in all their packaging as well. That is another <laughs> one that they do. Yeah, yeah. Trust Dude. me, the, the reason why your box is three times the size of your package is because they don't have time to think about well let me get the right box for the right package and put it in the thing with the peanuts and I'm, I'm doing a weird bill cosby right now but like they don't have time to do any of that it's like package box fit gone <laughs> like that's why and all day all Just day because they're 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 held to a certain rate they have to make a certain rate per day or they get uh demerits kind of so if you get if you don't make rate over a certain period of time you get canned so that's why everyone's like, why is this little small box in this huge container? It's because they don't have time to find the exact box that'll fit this little package. They're going to throw it in the biggest box possible because we got to go, cuz. <laughs> we got to go, cuz? Is that what you said? <laughs> I just love the safety manager going, we got to go, cuz. Safety <laughs> right. or not, nah, we got to go. We got to go, cuz. <laughs> we got to go, cuz. <laughs> wow behind the curtain here wow i feel like we're in oz right now yeah well it's not that bad <laughs> is it as abusive is it as abusive as they say it is there no um so uh my opinion is that uh, a lot of what they put in the papers about uh you know people having to pee in bottles and stuff like that it's it's kind of a double-edged sword so i have a lot of problems with amazon but what is what's in the papers isn't exactly true so think so think about this amazon will hire anybody okay so if you're on on the couch for three months you're going to go directly into a warehouse where you're on your feet for 10 hours a day and you are busting on people think robots do everything no absolutely not you're busting your hump for 10 hours a day so that comes with a lot of injuries and people can't keep up because they're too old or they're too overweight or they have some kind of physical problem, whatever it may be. And there is a certain rate that you have to make as far as packages packed. So the, du the double side of that is you can't fault Amazon because Amazon can't say, well, you're too old, you're too fat, we can't hire you hmm. because they get buried in, in the papers. So they got to take everybody and eventually the people that just can't make it because of, of the physicality of the job, they a trip, you know, they, they can't do it now where the big problem for me is is how they treat these kids that are coming right out of college 
Okay, they're throwing, hey, we're going to pay you $65,000 a year. You have no experience. You're fresh out of college. What they don't know is that they're going to be working between 16 and 17 hours a day. You're going to be managing 70 to 75 people, most of them older than, than you are. And you're going to be working four days a week, Thursday through Sunday. So you're not going to have any social life. You would be shocked at the amount of, so I used to run like the uh, medical clinic within the, the Amazon facility. Oh my. They would come in just to cry. Oh my. <laughs> I, swear God. I swear to God. Like when everyone is like nestled in their beds during Christmas, I have 22 year olds crying in my, in my, in my, uh, in my observation rooms. And they, they just, they, they go in there, they close that curtain and they just cry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, place will, the place will drive you crazy. I mean, it's, it's a great organization. They've done a lot, but there's some truth and there's some falsities to what you've heard. <laughs> All right. We'll I get back to the comedy, but yeah, that is just, that is, that was, I just had to go down that rabbit hole. Cause I was like, yeah, yeah we all know amazon but what's it like so yeah yeah how did how did that joke um that's what tanya's asking how did the joke come together um the i amazon. wanted to put i wanted to put a spin on on amazon because i i you know i am looking forward to spending my stimulus check on amazon that's one of the things that i was looking forward to but that's not funny so i wanted to put a twist on it about you know, your assumption of what Amazon is, crush that assumption. Did you, what were your other options? Did you brainstorm a few Mr. X or was that one the first one? Uh, that, you know, I had some jokes about Amazon, um, you know, that I was going to spend it in South America, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, different directions, but uh, that, that was the one that, that really stuck. So I, I wanted to, take Amazon a very thing that everyone understands and kind of turn it on its head. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's what it is about a misdirect is sometimes you just gotta, you kind of, it starts out kind of tiptoeing around the idea. Like you said, South America, and then you get like further and further and more, the farther away from it, like the bigger, the surprise or the bigger, the punchline, but it does like, it's kind of like a ring. You kind of start Amazon, South America. And then like, Oh, Amazon, I'll be going on a riverboat, you know, and you kind of start working your way outwards from there. Yeah. Yeah. What about so, the TikTok one? I loved that joke. I just, uh, it was one of those things where you just do the, the listening technique, you know, and um, like one of the things, so I was reading like the highlights of 2020 and they were talking about, you know, Trump was being xenophobic and that, you know, he calls it the Chinese virus and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, and then I, I knew that he had, that he was having problems with uh, TikTok, which is a Chinese company. So Chinese virus, Chinese TikTok. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I, yeah, I, lo I loved that one. That, that was the one that got me the most, I think. But there were a lot of good <laughs> ones in there. It's, yeah. did you, like the actual order of it, how did, how did you kind of decide how to begin and end it and kind of build it out? I wanted to get the fastest, the, the quickest route to the punchline, put that right up front. Mm -hmm. I want to get, get the fastest joke that I can. So I calculated that first joke took about 15.4 seconds to actually say, and that was my fastest punchline. 
So I put that right up top, and then whatever led to it, you know, came in, in chronological order. Then under, underneath that, it was the uh, jokes about what I wanted to do whenever the pandemic is over. Then boom, 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 boom. And then I wasn't expecting a, a callback at, at, at the end, but it just kind of worked out. Yeah, that's, that's what's something a theme of everyone in the finals is like a laugh, like super quick, like 15 seconds, you know, like getting a laugh as quickly as possible is, that's like one of the secrets, especially in like the right 10 contest. I mean, 90 seconds, you know, you gotta, you gotta get it in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so. oh sorry. I was reading the comments coming oh, in. There's still some on Amazon. <laughs> I have some Amazon material that I'm trying to work out right now. You would not believe products that I didn't even know existed for a market I didn't know wanted it. Oh. I mean, yeah, like, um, you know, there, there, there was one guy there uh, who, who was a furry. Uh, great guy named, named Jeff, Jeff the Furry. Uh, he came dressed to work as either a dog or a cat every day. Oh, he came to work dressed. Oh yeah. He oh, did y'all call him Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Holla. Yeah. Uh, no, but like his whole lifestyle, like Amazon accepted his whole lifestyle. He had like a dog bowl in the cafeteria. He had a litter box in the bathroom. He, you know, it, you know how weird it is to teach a dog how to drive a forklift. I mean. <laughs> so I mean, these are the experiences that I had while I was at Amazon, none of them involved peeing in cups and, you know, sleeping at your station or anything like that. But they did involve crying 22 year olds and a Dalmatian that drives a forklift. <laughs> With a litter box. With a litter box, which doesn't make sense. But, uh. <laughs> All right, Robin said, stop making fun of my husband. He's my best friend. Hey, a man's best friend. That's amen to that. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, well, well great job, Matt. I mean, you, you nailed it, my friend. You're consistent. You're putting in reps all the time. I know when you've won uh, the um, the right 10 club before, you had mentioned, like, you have your own little, like, writing circle that you guys will, like, meet yeah. up and write jokes together as well. So you're, you're putting in the reps here. Yeah, I mean, I think that you have to. What I found out about myself through a lot of frustration in this practice is that if I'm not prepared – if I haven't done my very best to write out the jokes and categorize them and get them exactly how I want them, I don't have fun. Comedy ah. sucks. So that's why comedy is fun when I'm prepared. It's I kind of equate it to like sports. Like if, if I don't train hard and I put a half-ass product on, on the field, one, we're probably going to lose and I'm going to feel, feel bad about it. And that's not fun. Mm -hmm. So if I put in that work and make it a priority, Comedy becomes fun. It's not, it doesn't suck. Even if you bomb, you know that you put that work in. So um, it's something that I'm willing to accept. That's something that's been a theme of the winners and like all the other comics I've interviewed. It's like, yeah, I'm, I, I mean, I work, you know? I, it's like, yeah, I, I put in the work. A, a lot of people want like the life hack or the shortcut. It's like, it's a lot of, it's, 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 at the end of the day, you can learn all the techniques, but you got to sit down and you got to work them over and over and over again. So, uh, Evelyn, to answer your question, uh, how, how long does it take me to write 27 jokes? 
Uh, in the beginning, it took me about six hours. Uh, I've put so much practice in, I can do in about two. So my, my day starts early in the morning before work. I spend two hours writing my 27 or as close as I can. Sometimes my brain is like mush and I can't do it. But the good thing about setting a number to it is you can always come back. So if I write 15 in the morning, I know that I got to get in 27 that day, whether they why, suck. Why 27? So um, I based it off of, uh, I broke down Sam Morrill's set, uh, I Got This, which mm -hmm. I think is the best set I've seen in the past five years. It's fan I think he's a fantastic joke, joke writer. So I based it off of, I got this and I transposed it, the whole thing. So uh, he wrote in 46 minutes, he had 482 jokes. So that's like eight, eight laugh per, laughs per minute was about eight laughs per minute. For 46 so, minutes? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Intense, man. Like that guy's brilliant. So oh, for sure. Any, any, anything that Sam does, I watch and I just soak it in. So what I did was I broke it down to a five minute set, hit the 10 minute set within his 46 minutes. And I counted jokes, laughs per, per minute, uh, words per, per joke, whatever it may be. And so I based 27 on a calculation of, I'm gonna keep about 5% of my jokes. So in order to write 482 keepers, I gotta write 27 jokes a day, every day for a year. Does that make sense? Yeah, you, you broke down the math. Wait, what? Yeah. what are, like this is like, when we interviewed Adam, when he won, he has like spreadsheets and he comes from a finance background, like he's super analytical. Yeah. Do you do that with a lot of sets? Like you break them down analytically like that? Yeah, I, so a cool thing to do with Zoom, which is nice, is because your set is recorded, when you um, bring it up on YouTube, they have the um, annotation um, option. Yeah. You, it, it annotates your set to the word. You take all that and you plug it into a, an Excel formula that, that I have, counts all the words, so it gets your, your words counts how long it, take, it tells you to, take, to tell that joke, and then I write whether or not that joke gets a laugh or not, and the kind of laugh. I got a big laugh, a medium laugh, a chuckle, and that's not funny. So I'll break it down like that, and then obviously I'll chuck everything that's not funny, and I'll keep all the laughs and the big laughs, I'll try it again. It's very much like um, kneading bread. You know, Kneading you bread. You're folding it over and over and over itself. So you, you have almost like, you have a formula set up in an Excel sheet that you can paste your joke, like your sets into. Is that how you broke down Sam's set also? Is you just pasted the whole set in there? Yeah, there are websites where you can get the um, set written out and then you just take it um, and you, uh, and then a, a good thing that I found, which I found later is, um, there's a guy that you should probably have on here. He's, he's, he's really interesting. His name is, um, so interesting from, you forgot his name uh, that, no no it's 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 a romanian name that's why it's hard dragos oh yeah on youtube yeah he, has, yeah he has a youtube channel where he breaks down everything laughs per minute and stuff yeah, like that. yeah i've seen him i've seen him yeah I, I he he doesn't really do it that much anymore i haven't seen him he does more oh, stand-up yeah he's um he's he stopped doing it but it, it really helped me because i was planning on doing that for all the hours that he already did it for so it kind of gives you, it's not, it's not an exact science for sure, 
but it gives you a framework of the best have th these many laughs per, per minute, these many jokes in like a five minute uh, time span. And it just kind of gives you an idea of what greatness looks like. You're not gonna be as good of a joke writer as Louis C.K., but it gives you a framework for, okay, I got the bones here, let me figure out the decorations on, on, on the inside. I'm, I'm like blown away. Like, I'm overwhelmed. I. Yeah, that that's amazing, dude. That's so interesting. That would, how how many sets have you broken down like that? Like, is Sam's the only? Broke down, only broke down that one because I, I found Dragos, so he kind of did all all that work for me. But I'll go back and I'll watch those YouTube videos because they're super interesting. And it was this is probably the most interesting part is the best hour that I've ever seen since prior live on the, on the Sunset Strip, and it had, actually had the lowest laughs per minute out of all the ones that he did. Hmm probably the the best so it's it's not an exact science but it gives yeah. you those bones to realize this is what good looks like yeah and it's yeah it's also subjective as well like some people it is like boom 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 other people it is kind of like it they they kind of just take it up and down and all around you know especially when you're doing a headlining set you can kind of bring them up and kind of bring them down a little bit and you can play with it or you can just hit them with eight LPMs for 45 minutes. You know, yeah, it's yeah. kind of what your style is. I kind of want to learn how to do that first. I kind of want to learn oh, how yeah. to beat them over the head with it. And for then sure. at some point, once I get, as Schultz says, undeniably funny, once I get to that point, then I can kind of figure out my own ins and outs and catchphrases like, gotta go, cuz. <laughs> This is fun. AJ said the awkward moment when you realize you aren't working hard enough. I felt that as well. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to step my game up. This is so impressive and inspiring. Um, Sasha saying cool. Sam Morrill and Mike Vecchione are favorite to dissect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike, his um, uh, bus joke, it's great. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's, yeah, he, he's awesome. To 20 yeah. yeah wow yeah this was woo and you're hosting the feedback mic now yeah i mean it kind of one thing that i'm bad with is i'm bad with discipline that's not forced on me so i got to put my, myself in situations to make myself do it so if i've signed up to be the host of a feedback mic that means i have to go to that mic yep. you know and if i set something up for me to go somewhere then i have to go to it if i have an option I'm gonna have a Snickers bar and watch TV. Hey, dude, you know. that's why the Right Tenton Club started because I yeah. knew in pandemic I was like, if I don't have any accountability, I'm just gonna waste away. Like, that's how the whole club started. Is like, I need accountability. I'll just do it online, and then maybe someone will tune in and hold me accountable. But I'm gonna do it just to hold myself accountable. And same thing with this contest. That's why I do the contest. Also, is I'm like. Yo, if I'm asking everyone else to do it, I should be able to do it. And it forces me to write a new 90-second set, you know? Exactly. And it gets you into that level. It gets you. One thing that I've been struggling with a little bit is, you know, I'm writing 27 jokes a day, but it's on different topics. And I think I really need to hone in on the topics that get the most laughs and really stretch them out a little bit. But so. even, like, a joke could be a tag, you find. Oh, sure. 
Like, do yeah. you count those? Like, if you have an existing joke, just adding to. Okay, you count. I didn't know if it was just like new, 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 or if you're also like refining stuff. I'll start with like a topic, and I'll try to write as many jokes I can based on that one thing. So, like, um, I have a joke about my buddy. Um, he has an app on his phone that uh, sends his daughter's text messages to his phone, and it was cool until he got his first dick pic. And then, like, so that's that's the setup of the joke. And then you just kind of build off of that. <laughs> and then it was your dick pic? Is that the... <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. The joke is that he knew that he was 15 because the angle of the dick pic was so poor, he knew he didn't know what he, what, what he, what he was doing. Ah, gotcha. So, so he knew that he was 15 based on the picture of a penis. And it, but then it's like a grown man looking at a picture of a teenage boy's penis. Exactly. It's yes. a bit, yeah. bit weird. It's weird. Yeah. But the writing. But it, it, it made me laugh. Yeah, that's what matters. It's, if it's funny, it makes you laugh, roll with it. That's uh, like when uh, Yoshi and I did our set reviews. Um, like John made like like a weak ass like gay joke. Like it was it was just like lazy and it was just like playing. Like it was it was something just like whack. And we just mm. like roasted him for it. And we're like, we're not saying you can't do gay jokes. It just has to be funny. It can't be some lazy stereotype that you would read on like a bathroom wall. It's like, you know, you got to put art into it and you can, as yeah. long as it's funny, you can get away with it, but it's got to be funny at the end of the day. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm banking on 5%. That, that was my original goal yeah. is I'm going to 5% of everything that I write. So I got to write this much to get to yield the 5% mm -hmm. that hopefully is worth a crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And those willing to do that are the ones that get the reward. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what Neil, Neil Brennan said. I was, I was watching an interview with him and he was like, those who, everyone who's great, prolific writers, Sebastian Seinfeld, you name it, prolific writers. So if you don't like writing, just stop now. Yeah. That, Jeff Foxworthy even said it, you know, it's like, we're writers at the end of the day, comics are writers. So you got to put in the writing work. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And people, the topics, do you always have topics, said Tanya, and do you write 27 on one topic? I think you said. Um, it you know. depends. You know, I mean, it, if, if the well is running and I can write 27 on one topic, then I'll do it. A lot of, most of the time, I get to about 10, maybe 11, and then I'll, I'll let it sit. Because it's, sometimes you get really abstract and you're, the things that you're thinking are funny are only funny because you've, you've strained your brain to a point where you're not thinking straight. <laughs> so, you know, it'll be between two to three topics um, that I'll try to get my 27 out of. But there, you know, some, what, it's, you know, it's just very fruitful. So. Do you, uh, do you have a specific type of joke you lean towards? As Evelyn said, the misdirect wordplay. Um, I, I didn't plan on this, but the things that have been making, I base it on what makes me laugh. So I've been, so I spend a lot of times with a lot of time with my friends for Christmas in Louisiana and we're just horrible people. So most of the things I've been making jokes about as of recent make me look like I'm a perverted person, but that's what's been making me laugh. So... <laughs> 
So uh, that's just, it's just kind of where you are in your life and where you're, what, what's making you laugh at that time. So. Yeah, that's, that was the interesting thing uh, Kostaki Economopoulos said when we interviewed him was like, I mean, he's been a writer for over 30 years, but he's like, even if you're a clean comic or whatever your preference is in material, still allow yourself to go to those places. Don't stifle that momentum. Like, let your, if your mind's going there, go to the weird, perverted, dark places. You don't yeah. have to use them, but just don't, like, don't put a governor on your creativity just because, oh, I don't want to do that. You know, just go there, and you never know what you'll find on the other side of it. Yeah, because I've gone into some material that's dirty, and I come out with something that's not really dirty, that's actually usable for anything. For sure. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And where do the, Bob's asking, where do you get the topics from? Uh, so I, what I find out about myself is I need to talk to people and I need to experience things. So I'll just be walking with my friends. We're having a conversation. Hey, that made me laugh. Let me text it to myself. And then I've got a list of things that I, I need to flesh out. Sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. And with Corona, it's tough to have conversations with your friends. But I've found out about me is I need to interact with people. I need to be outside. I need to be experiencing things. And I just, anything that makes me laugh, I text to myself. Sometimes it's something, sometimes it's nothing. But it's got to start with making you laugh first. Boom. Yeah. Well, this was uh, well-deserved, Matt. I mean, you, you nailed it. The, the competition was so tight, and I knew it would be. And just like when uh, we finally landed on the top three, I was like, this is going to be a toss-up. It's really going to come down to just what the Hot Breathiverse says, because any one of those sets could have easily been the winner. Um, For sure. So Bob asking about a random topic generator. I mean... Uh, that's kind of what we do in, in Right 10. You yeah, know, there's because, random word generators. Like you can just yeah. Google it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Bob knows what Google is though. Um, we may <laughs> need to. It's on Bing. Um, Ask Jeeves, I think, has a random topic generator. Yeah, I hear that AOL makes a fine product. They do. Yeah, you dial it up. It's true. <laughs> no. Yeah, so, but Bob, a good place to start with topics is just like Matt said, you know, what is funny to you? Like, yeah. just brain, just make a list. Just make a list, type it out or whatever. What is all funny to you? Or what are different topics that come to mind? You just do that brain dump, and now you have a resource. Whenever you want to start writing, you can just use that as a reference. Yeah, I mean, like, I've got a joke about a Zoom, Zoom magician that happened at work where they brought in a magician via Zoom. And it was ridiculous and it made me laugh. And that's just something that happened during my day. And I wrote it down and now it's a bit Zoom magician. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I'm excited to do more of these with you, Matt. I, I, that, that breakdown is so intriguing that you did on Sam's and that then became kind of like the benchmark for how you create. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got a certain number of jokes for a five minute set based on what Sam did so it's like he did 45 jokes in five minutes. No, no. Four, yeah. Between 45 and 46 jokes in, in, in five minutes. So anytime that I'm doing a five minute set, 45. All right, kids. The bar has been set. 
this is a great way to start 2021 as well. Um, yep. Like, just like people now realizing, oh, I have to work. And the good <laughs> thing is you have this community to hold you accountable and you have people, I know we do feedback mics, but I know people will go off on their own and like brain, like write jokes with each other as well. So like, mm-hmm. if there's someone that, you know, you're enjoying their writing, uh, Matt or anyone else in the Right Tent Club, you know, send them a message. Ask them questions. Say you want to write together. You know, I mean, we're yeah, all I mean, in this together. Through Right Tent and through Hot Breath, uh, I connected with Jake Clark. And me and Jake talk all the time. We're like, hey, is this funny? Is that funny? What do you think about this? Can I put this, you know? So uh, I met him through, through Hot Breath, and we've just been going back and forth. I think he's a good joke writer, and we work well together and i gave him i gave him a couple of jokes he gave me a couple of jokes so oh that's great relationship. is that clark with a k yeah 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 i know who you're talking about that's awesome yeah. i love hearing that stuff yeah so is there anywhere they can um connect with you matt absolutely you can find me on all the grams uh you can find me on on instagram at uh, matt underscore menard 2020 uh, you can find me on Twitter, Matt underscore Menard 2020. Funny story, uh, I, I opened both accounts in 2019 saying, okay, I'm going to need a year, but hey, 2020, it's going to be my year, baby. <laughs> That's right. True story. True story. My yeah. year. And then, then you, you ruined it. So it's your fault. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Well, everyone wants to blame the Chinese or Trump. This guy. And I was just gonna say, you, you know, that's now on your, like, social media forever is 2020. So now people see your name and associate it with 2020. Yeah, yeah, but it's such a funny damn story. I'm keeping it. <laughs> it's a branding thing at this point. You're the 2020 comic. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, oh. I'm the word of everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Follow, um, follow Matt for sure. Check him out. He's clearly putting in the work. Um, we're gonna we'll link it in the description of the podcast as well because this will be a hot breath podcast as well. Hey there. But I, I think you want to you want a club one time. And the interview was so good. I posted it as a podcast anyway because people kept asking me sure, to. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciated that. Um, you know, it's we're all just trying to figure it out. So any way that I can help or if anybody can help me, please, because it's it's the beauty. It's the good and bad thing about this this whole thing is that to figure it out, it's so much better than anything else because there's no rules. There's there's no ladder. So when you figure it out, it's like you found some buried treasure. Yep. And it means more. It does. It does mean more when you do it and you earn it the hard way. And when you have a, a group to share it with, like the Hot Breathiverse. So that's exciting. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing this, Matt. Great job, buddy. You got some fans in here. Hey, I'm fans of all these people, so it's mutual. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's give them a... Um... All right. Adam Mueller sound effect. (laughs) So thank you, Matt, for hanging out, buddy. Congrats again. And uh, keep up the good work, man. This was awesome. Appreciate it. Let's go, cuz. Peace out, shouty. (laughs) See you, man. Well, there you go. Hot breath of verse. Matt is a living example of what happens when you put in the work and have that accountability, which he said he needs. I know I need. If you need accountability as well, go join our Patreon 
and join this writing contest. You're going to get a new set every single month that is actually material you will do in other shows beyond just kind of writing quick tweets here and there. So go forth into the show description. Click join the Patreon. Go follow Matt. Reach out to him with any questions as well. And until next Monday, right here on... Hot bread. Oh, I almost forgot to thank my wife. Thank you, honey. All right, we're out of here. Hot breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.